Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Today, the show is brought to you by Rampage Coffee, local Saskatchewan coffee company. They brew some of the best beans I've ever put in my cup, so check them out. It's rampagecoffee.com. Order. They have a, a fun little taster pack you can order. You get a couple pots of coffee out of four different little bags, and away you go. You figure out what you like. Check them out. It's rampagecoffee.com. We are also brought to you by brand new sponsor, guys. I know... Everybody sees brass knuckles on movies and they think they're fucking cool, right? Well, in Canada, you can't have metal knuckles. So, a company by the name of Monkey Knuckle, they came out with a carbon fiber product. I do not recommend hitting people in the face with these. I'm not promoting that because it's going to suck. But you can hang them from your rearview mirror. You can threaten your friends with them. You can do whatever the fuck you want with a monkey knuckle. Hit them up. Check them out. Use the promo code Final Shot. Get yourself a pair of monkey knuckles. Hang them from the rearview mirror just to scare the guy that's honking his horn at you and flipping the bird. We're also brought to you by Onnit. If you're not Onnit, get Onnit at Onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10% on your purchase. Get some shroom tech sport. Guys, in these times we're in right now, you need, be, need to be healthy as fuck. So get all the earth-grown nutrients you can get from onnit.com. Use the promo code TFS Podcast and save 10%. And last but not least, we're brought to you by USG Canada. Hit up my boy Howie. It's Howie at usgcanada.com. He makes the greatest walkout gear of all time. I don't give a fuck what you're wearing. Rival, title, fuck you. We're wearing USG. They, sub, they put... Your logos, they it's right into the fabric. There's no patches, there's no stickers, there's no bullshit. Hit them up, USG Canada, Howie at USGCanada.com. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're on YouTube, you can see my guest right now. If you're not, shame on you, get on YouTube and subscribe. Guys, it's the lovely Bree Howling. How's it going? Good, Tanner. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate you coming on. We tried to make it work on Sunday. Came down under the weather a little bit, but we made it work on Monday. A little bit of yep. a late night podcast. Good recovery. Big turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> so what is new in your world these days? We haven't talked in probably six or seven months. Yeah, we we last talked right before right before I went to Montreal, right? Yeah. Like for my first fight. So well, my third fight, but my first fight back. Um so <laughs> a lot has changed. Um it's almost been like a three sixty turnaround. Um bullet point what's new um obviously i fought and i won mm -hmm. um it was a big nasty fight <laughs> um but a great lesson that i learned from it um uh my promotion and i i have the tiger we've uh, since separated and uh gone separate ways um i'm with a new coach um kind of changed like my whole coaching staff around 
I mean, the the coach holds three hats, so it's only one new coach, but um, also recruited someone new uh, to come into my corner who works with uh, Regis Progress, actually. Um, so a lot of avenues has have opened, and I think I'm, you know, on the way to some bigger, better things. So I'm actually very excited. Okay, so the the French people did reach out. They wanted to know what happened with Eye of the Tiger. Um, we don't have to get too far into it. But uh, it was a mutual kind of thing. Yeah, we uh, we decided to split ways um, for both of our benefits. Um, obviously, COVID's been a bitch, um, and it's been difficult to find any fights in Canada. So it's understandable that obviously, I have the Tiger has had some trouble, especially finding fights for females, which is mm. already difficult without a, a pandemic. Um, so couldn't find me many fights i couldn't fight and do my job um so we separated ways and um gonna move into being with a promotion that might be able to get me some fights maybe abroad hopefully um like so, abroad or abroad abroad <laughs> well abroad with another broad <laughs> <laughs> well i have my thoughts on the eye of the tiger thing i uh honestly i think it's too bad um you're super marketable. You're a good fighter. Uh, as I said off the air, you have some things to work on, as does every combat sports athlete walking the planet. It doesn't matter who you are. There's always things to work on. But uh, you're super marketable. You can talk. You have a personality. You're not bad on camera. Like You don't, you don't look like that other person that we talked about earlier. Good-looking girl. <laughs> but it's too bad they're the biggest promotion in canada and hopefully at some point when all this nonsense goes away you can make your way back there but i'm sure there's some 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 light on the horizon for you yeah um obviously like i said um we split ways and it's unfortunate but it's also kind of opening a door for me now um because there's just not been that much uh opportunity here in canada mm-hmm. Um, we've been in talks with a couple other promotions, not only in Canada, but uh, the U.S. and then even in Europe. Um, so we're we're in conversation with Matchroom, in conversation with Top Rank. Um, and we we may have some connection over with Golden Boy. And, uh, I don't know if you've heard of like the smaller promotion in Vancouver. Um, I can't even remember their name at the moment. Um, but there's one in Vancouver as well that that is looking to have me on the roster. Um, but really crossing my fingers for uh, Matchroom. They're in talks right now, so I won't have any information for the next couple of weeks, but hopefully by next month we'll know what's going on. Um, but that would be fantastic. Like if I could get in with Matchroom and the way that they promote females and hold them, you know, higher up than most other promotions, uh, it's definitely going to be very beneficial in the early stages of my career. Um above what I the tiger was able to give me um so i'm very excited <laughs> the the as a boxing guy my, my first thoughts on it when you're going over to the states is you're going to be brought in on the b side and i hate yeah. that option for all canadians because it sucks because you're going into somebody else's backyard and the, and uh, you're a tough girl so the reality is are you going to get knocked out maybe maybe not but are you going to go mm-hmm. to a decision probably right and I hate that when 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 you guys go to decisions and they go the wrong way because it hurts. Yeah, it's not good to be coming in B side anytime. Like, um, that's something that I'm 
trying to avoid at this mm-hmm. point because I could just stay in like free agency, right? Yeah. Um, but if I were to do that, then I'm just going to be like thrown around anywhere that I go. And I'm sure each promotion will try to make it very difficult for me uh, on fight weeks and, and give me some unfavorable conditions. So I'm um, going to try to avoid that as best as I can. And I mean, at the end of the day, I, I know that I am like young in the sport um, and lack kind of what you would see in an amateur background. But I obviously know that I'm very talented and in such an unsaturated market of female boxing. Um, I'll stand out right away in any of these promotions. So um, I have that on my side. Well, I would love, <laughs> I, I would absolutely love to see a guy like Dan Otter from Three Lions Promotions get his hands on you for three fights get you get you three more canadian fights and then go off and and do your thing that would be a perfect scenario that i would like to see obviously the Mm. world doesn't work that way and if you got an opportunity you should jump on it but hey dan otter i actually just saw he was i was just (laughs) perusing my facebook he just sent me a friend request a few days ago and i was like who the hell is this and now that you just said that i'm like oh okay three lions uh ryan rosicki is with them correct yeah so he it, just had a bang. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We can talk about that fight in a minute. But Dan Otter is a fantastic human being. Um, yeah. If there's Good one if there's one thing I can say about Dan is he will promote you the proper way. He will send a, a fucking camera crew out to do a, to do a thing on you. He doesn't care. He Dan's right. not in this to make money. He's in it to promote fights. And, right. And, and promote fighters and make stars. So... I give if Dan Otter contacts you, that's your guy. Good to know. Keeping <laughs> keeping it in the back pocket. I might just uh, approve that friend request real quick. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. I would approve that one hundred percent. We just did see Ryan Rizeki, who is a Three Lions promotion guy, go to war with Oscar Rivas. Yeah, he was beat up, <laughs> but happens when you when you have a banger of a fight i thought i'd come out of my last fight like that but thank god i didn't (laughs) ryan has the uh the ability to get his face marked up with a flick yeah scar tissue (laughs) yeah he's got a ton of scar tissue now did you score the fight i actually didn't get to see it but i saw afterwards like the result and him his uh his face (laughs) and all of that so what did you think of it I thought Ryan won. Yeah. Yeah. It was very close, and I'm obviously biased because he's my friend. Right. But when I see the bigger, harder hitter, maybe, I don't know. I'm guessing Oscar Rivas hits harder than him. But Mm -hmm. um, being backed up for 10 rounds and Ryan throwing combinations while Oscar Rivas is looking for one punch crunch and can't put him out when he lands them. I thought Ryan won the fight. Right. Lots of volume. Volume can play to your, your advantage, right? It's kind of right. like Canelo and Plant for the first rounds, at least. Like, obviously, Plant had way more volume than Canelo, but Canelo's got the power and the timing, so. Yeah. Well, we could talk about this whole situation with your last fight. Mm-hmm. Now, there's Lots ob- of volume pressure. <laughs> there's, there's obviously French people that think you lost that fight, and then mm-hmm. there's people that watch the fight like myself that thought you won the fight and I thought you won it very handily. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're scoring a brawl, 
then maybe you lost. Right. But that's not pro- <laughs> that's not professional <laughs> boxing. And I'm right. going to get shit on by Manny Montreal for saying this, but the better boxer won the fight, and that's what the judges seen. Right. And I mean, fuck, hats off to her. Like, we certainly didn't prepare for that kind of opponent. Um, perhaps it was down to the coaching, or perhaps it was down to just the resources we had available and, and knowing kind of how she would perform. But um, yeah, like, when I was kind of halfway through round one, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, this is not <laughs> what my coach said it would be like. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've only had two fights before that and it was nothing like that. Like they didn't pressure me or, or walk me down and have lots of volume. Um, so I had never actually been in like a real fight fight. Yeah. Um, always boxed, but I've never really fought. And I, I showed myself that I can fight. And I mean, even with all the bullshit that happened leading up to the fight and, you know, just not having the support uh, from my head coach in the corner the way that I needed it, um, not having blood wiped off my nose for three rounds, not having an ice pack, not having an inswell, no Vaseline on my face, like all these things, like I still persevered and I still made it happen. But I, I came out of that being like, what the fuck just happened? But she was a fucking tough uh, opponent and she just kept coming and I, I tipped my hat off to her. Okay, let's let's put this in reverse for a minute. <laughs> Your corner showed up to a fight with no Vaseline, no N-Swell, and didn't take care of your face. Yeah, well, we were there for about five days um, prior to the fight. I think three to five days. Um and the entire week we could have, you know, we were A-side, so we could have asked. Um, anybody. You could have asked anybody, say, okay, on, on Saturday we need a bucket, we need ice, we need an insole, all these things. Can you get that for us? And, of course, like, they're going to have those things for their A-side fighters. So yeah. that could have dealt with earlier in the week. It wasn't. And I literally have my hand wraps on and, like, I'm getting ready to go out in about 10 minutes. We still don't have a bucket. Nobody's asked. Like my head coach didn't ask. He, so the guy who wrapped my hands actually said, do you guys need a bucket? Like, do you need some like equipment? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. So then we get all those things and we're in the corner and I got hit like a while back where it's basically made anytime I get touched in the nose, like I'll bleed a little bit right off the bat. Yeah. So that blood came out the first couple touches in the first round and I didn't bleed again in the second round or the third round. He never wiped the blood off my face. So it was the same blood from round one, from those first few hits that was just sitting on my face. I actually had to take the towel off his shoulder and wipe the blood off my face in the third round. I never got any Vaseline put on my face between rounds. It was in his pocket and there was no ice pack. There was no inswell. So if I ended up, you know, getting popped and having a blown up eye, or if I got cut, I would have been in, in big trouble. Um, and I mean, maybe it's nerves and I can understand that um, because he's never been on a stage like that before. And neither have I, um, but like I could have been in danger and I could have been hurt and I had nothing to protect me. Um, so like, those are a lot of things to be thinking about between rounds. Also having, you know, just absolutely no clue of like why the fight's going this way and, and what, what I should do. And then just not really 
being able to connect and understand like the guidance that I'm being given in the corner um, because it was just like too fast, too many things. Um, and maybe that works for some people, but it, it clearly doesn't work for me. I need like simple instruction that's yeah. like clear so I can execute it. You're getting punched uh, in the fucking face. Of course you need simple instruction. I'm visibly <laughs> agitated right now because this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to talk bad about anyone because I do. I mean, I learned a lot <laughs> from my coach, but that's just, I mean, when it comes to my safety and it comes to, you know, even my ability to win the fight, like, you know, just as well as I do. If I visibly have blood on myself every single time I leave the corner, like that's not weighing in my favor. That's looking like I'm taking a lot of damage and I'm continually bleeding and bleeding, which I wasn't. And if I were to be cut, like they could have stopped the fight because we had no inswell, we had no Vaseline going on me, no ice pack on my back to make me feel good between rounds. Like it just wasn't uh, a good situation. And <laughs> um, so yeah it it was a bad week leading up to the fight it was a bad night uh at the fight i'm just glad that um i was able to find something within myself and just actually fight back instead of box um but yeah it was a it was a quite a nightmare for me that night and had to make some some choices to make sure that that never happens again okay so i'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant because i'm pissed off because this is dumb if anybody has ever cornered an amateur fight with a seven-year-old or a 12-year-old kid, you show up to your corner with a bucket, a water bottle, an end swell, an ice pack, and a fucking towel. That's cornering 101. The first line of defense for a fighter is their fucking corner. And if you can't show up with the proper tools to do your job, get the fuck out. Don't do it ever again. I know who the person is, and I like him as a person, so I'm not going to shit talk him. But this is mm -hmm. the dumb, I don't care what stage you're on, whether you're fighting in a bar or you're fighting an MSG. You show up with your tools. If you don't have your tools, you get the fuck out of the way and let somebody else do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, I have no bad blood with him as a person. He was uh, a really supportive coach. Um, he taught me a lot. But when it comes down to just the the side of being professional and, and making sure that you take care of your side because I need to focus on the fight and focus on going out there for a war. Um, like that's just, it shouldn't happen. I shouldn't have to think about that uh, going out right before the fight. Like I need you to do your job and I'll do my job because that's what I train every single day to do. People die doing this sport and you show up with no tools to properly combat a swell or a cut or a bloody nose or mm -hmm. A kinked neck with an ice pack, or just to cool your okay. <laughs> Don't ever corner anybody. <laughs> yeah, um, it was unfortunate. I definitely like. I felt frustrated, sad, confused, like all these things, angry. Um, but at the end of the day, it it just led me to making the right decision to, to moving forward to, you know, that natural progression moving into having a different coach. Um, but yeah, obviously I still appreciate everything he did for me. So prior who, to that. <laughs> who is your coach now? Is it Declan? Yeah. So Declan's taken on all the hats. He is my sports nutritionist, my SNC coach and my boxing coach. Okay. Uh, does Declan have a past in boxing? Yeah, okay. uh, Irish Nationals um, and the 
coach of the USA Olympic team, Billy, is actually his uncle. Okay. So, so it's in the family. <laughs> not not such a bad thing. Uh, I would be adding another person in there if it's me, because mm-hmm. he can't take all that on. That's a lot of work. Yeah. The shitload. <laughs> <laughs> he also has to be my boyfriend, so it's <laughs> it's a lot of work. Now that's the other part that bothers me. You have to separate, like not yeah. not relationship wise, but you need to separate certain things and a lot of yeah professional and home life and that's going to be hard when you guys live in the same house and that he sees you do something stupid at the gym and he doesn't leave that at the door at the gym he brings it through the front door of your house right that's a that's not a fun time but i'm guessing you two are both mature adults and you can figure it out (laughs) yeah we deal well we know exactly like when to turn on our professional hats and when to turn on our personal hats and um yeah, it's obviously it's different. I've never had like my partner be my coach before. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you really need it, like it, obviously boxing is quite a, a vulnerable sport. It's a lonely sport. So to have, you know, an intimate relationship with right. that person personally, it it feeds into uh, being professional because you know that that person cares so much for you and will do the best things for you. Whereas if it's just someone who is your coach, they don't really like they have a responsibility to you but they don't have that responsibility to you so well i'll tell you a story about uh these two weren't their family members Uh, it was a father and daughter and the daughter was cornering the father and i was cornering on the other side against them and to sit back and watch my fighter beat the holy hell out of this guy was so satisfying but at the same time, horrifying to me when his daughter was screaming, Daddy. Oh, my gosh. It was, I felt so good that he was winning. But at the same time, I was like, oh, my God, this this poor girl is watching her father get the shit kicked out of him. Like, not in the stands, three feet away. Right. And it bugged me for like a year after that. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to ever do that again. Right. That's no way that you should see your father, right? No. But now that girl's a professional God. fighter and she's really good. Okay. So All right. Maybe. <laughs> is maybe. he is he cornering her now or He is. So it it's gone in reverse, but it was I I believe she was about 15 years old at the time and I was like, "Holy shit. If that was my kid, I'd probably quit because I, I want them I well, it's not the fact that they're seeing it, it's the fact that I'm hearing it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's in the back of your ear. No, like you, you hear your kid crying for you and it, it, it's either got to turn on a murderer's instinct where you're going to go or you shell up. Like, And if you're not in a situation where you got a gun to your head, it, it's very different. Right. So that that's my one experience with people that are close to each other. Other than me trying to coach my wife to do recreational kickboxing and I'm super competitive and she doesn't want to do it and I get mad. <laughs> Give her hell. Um, I do I do coach my, my one daughter. Um, she likes to box. So we, we go down. Well, we just make a game out of it like it's fun. Right. But sometimes I see her do dumb shit and I just start getting angry. I'm like, okay, you know better than that. Right. It's hard. It's good. A little bit of both, right? Yeah. A little bit of fun. Now, I do have a, I don't know if the la- the last time I talked, I believe we just had my son. Yeah, and I think so. He just had his second birthday now. 
and uh, he is terrifying. Oh, really? Terrifying. In what way? He's an animal. So I've never shown him a fight. I've never thrown a punch in front of him. Like we wrestle around, but don't throw punches. My yeah. my guy, USG Canada Howie, he sent him a pair of boxing gloves. He put the boxing gloves on and threw a four punch combination. I was like, "What the fuck?" Say what? <laughs> yeah. So then, he just runs over into his toy box, grabs his boxing gloves, and he'll run up and start smashing your leg, and just boom, 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 yelling it. But it's not one punch. It's seven or eight or ten. He's got volume. <laughs> he's got he's, more volume than I do. He's insane. And he's, he weighs 32 pounds. The other day, well, a couple weeks ago, I caught him in the basement lifting up a 30-pound dumbbell and walking around with it. He's a legit animal. <laughs> Did he get into some steroids? <laughs> <laughs> like I can hold out my two fingers like this. And he'll rep chin, he'll rep chin ups. Are you serious? Dead serious. I'll take a video of it next time he does it. He's an animal. Yeah, that'll go viral. And energy through the roof. Through the roof, and not interested in toys. It's like Benjamin Button, like a grown man. <laughs> right. So. My my wife was uh, like a semi pro hockey player. Obviously, I fought, so the the kid has an athletic, the good genes. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I really would rather he not fight. Yeah, because if he's smart, then there's better ways to make money than getting punched in the face. Mm-hmm. But if he can go out and murk everybody, let's do it. <laughs> right, he'll be a champ, kid. It's all good. <laughs> It'd be great, but so. There's some stuff on the horizon for you. Hopefully, we can you can get something done here soonish. Mm-hmm. You're you're in shape. Oh yeah, I've been waiting for forever to fight. Right, I was supposed to fight in September, and that got canceled on me two weeks out. So that was a big nightmare. I was so excited to go fight. It was going to be uh, that big fight card with Arslan Beck. Yeah. Um, and. Um, I was good to go, fully good to go. I was supposed to fight uh, Lindsay Garbat. Um, oh, Garbs, <laughs> I know Garbs. her well. Lots of fights, um, <laughs> but basically, the commission had like given the go ahead, um, and then like maybe two days later, the commission was like, "Nope, we're sending a letter, and we can't sanction it anymore." Why? So, their argument was that. Because I only had three fights, and Lindsay, who had 18 fights, obviously not 18 wins, but uh, also having like a lot of amateur yeah. um, experience, plus she is pro in MMA and has a lot of amateur experience there as well. Um, they were like, oh, it's it's dangerous for you. So we're not going to sanction in, in the case that you're going to get hurt, um, <laughs> which... I mean, come on, like, this is pro boxing, like, I'm not going to get hurt. But um, I think because obviously that tragic event happened in Montreal, um, literally like a week before um, they canceled my fight. I think the commission, because it's the same commission, probably took that into account that they didn't want something like that to happen. And then be like, pretty stark on paper, like, oh, it's because she was three, you know, and this girl was, you know, 18 fights and so many amateur fights. So they said they wouldn't sanction my fight. 
Um, and then they were going to look for a replacement for me, um, a new opponent. And then they couldn't find a new opponent because who's going to take a fight on two weeks notice against me? Yeah. Uh, so then apparently they offered me Martine. Um, but Declan never told me because that was like uh, another couple days later, like basically a week out from fight night that they wanted me to fight Martine instead, who's signed by I the Tiger as well. Yeah, so it's it a good be, fight though. You know, three and oh at the state like the first stages of our careers like why would you put two three no's against each other because like one of us is going to now have you know a loss on a record don't you want to build both of us up and then like at the later stages put us together and and have like a real barn burner you're too um, nice <laughs> i'm too nice yeah you should have just went and marked that chick could have um whoops whoops somebody's calling <laughs> Sorry, that battery went low. Um, so, yeah, basically, like, Declan didn't want that to, to be the case, so he didn't even tell me about it um, until later. Um, and then the funny thing that happened is that they wouldn't sanction my fight 3-0 and against 18 fights. They replaced me with Martine, who is also 3-0, and against Lindsay Garbat. Their argument is that Martine has amateur experience. How many kickboxing fights have you had? Only five. <laughs> but Better I have amateur experience that they never considered. They never talked about it. They talked about Lindsay's MMA record. They talked about all the other amateur experience she had, but they never touched on my amateur experience in Muay Thai. So they gave my fight to Martine, and obviously Martine won. Good for her. But I'm just like sitting back like I'm like what the fuck is going on like I'm so frustrated so angry because I've been training for the you know the last couple months for this and I've been so excited and finally gonna like get some rust off and then <laughs> I get fucking canceled and then it's given to somebody else you, you know like, what? Just, I just I just fucked up pretty bad because Martine sent me a message today saying that she loves the podcast so shout out to Martine <laughs> I have but against Martine, it's it's not like it's her fault that no. like they offered the fight to her, right? Um, so like, congratulations to her on that fight. Um, just like the situation, obviously with the commission and and some of the choice choices that were made, just basically brushed me to the side and made me feel pretty fucking unimportant. Um, but you know, politics and boxing shit happens. But I just, I need to fight. That's, it's my entire career. I train two times a day, six days a week. Like, I need to fight. This is a, this is a Westerner thing, though. And I feel that that is a lot that's going, that was a lot that went into the decision for this. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, French people don't like us. And, and that's <laughs> I fine. I think I'm that out. <laughs> that, like, that's fine. Like, you don't have to. But, just because you don't like somebody or you don't like where they're from or you don't like the language that they speak or you don't like the color of their hair or their gender, it doesn't mean that you can't you take work away from them. Exactly. Don't treat me differently. Like if all the the male fighters and all the other um, Montreal, Quebec fighters get to, to fight, why am I not getting to fight? I'm still your A-side. I'm still signed to your promotion. Yeah. And I get it's COVID, but why is everybody else getting opportunity and... and I'm not. Even if it's not on your shows, can I get on other shows? Yeah. And fight like. Take you take you over to Mexico. They did those commando shows. Oh, let's go. Like they did the commando. 
right? Go do the go do the fucking commando show. Go to Mexico, beat up some fucking senorita, and get your ass back to Canada. Yeah, just to keep busy, build the record up until you know I can get other opportunities. Because even with the Quebec Commission, I'm not allowed to fight over uh, four rounds until I have five fights. So maybe just send me to Mexico, let me either fight four rounds or six rounds or eight rounds where it doesn't matter, the commission doesn't give a fuck, and let me build my record, or just let me go there, build my record, come back and get to fight more than four rounds, make a bit more money and get more experience. Like, it's just, the frustration was running high and it, it was just inevitable that, you know, it just wasn't going to work, but is what it I is. mean... There's probably, you know, a lot that they couldn't do on their side. There's probably a lot that they could do, um, and it just didn't turn out. Well, it, it's got to be frustrating when you sit back and you watch these stupid goddamn fights that are going on on Triller with Evander Holyfield and Vitor Belfort and Jake Paul and whoever the fuck else he's going to beat up, whatever 40-year-old geriatric he's going to fight. Like, right. It, it's got to be super frustrating being somebody that's trying to make a living doing boxing and, and you can't get a fight. and it's frustrating me watching it because I see people like like yourself, Steve Claggett, Ryan Rizicki didn't have a fight forever, Ryan Ford, Adam Braidwood, Dylan Carmen, all these guys that are that are in, in Canada, legitimate badasses can't get fights. Mm-hmm. It's it's annoying. Canada problems, right? COVID Canada. Well, we're our prime minister is Justin Castro. Sorry, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> but Yeah. Like what do you what do you do? Do we have to start some kind of backyard league where we can put on like real fights? Right. Yeah. Even like the local promotions, obviously. Like even Dakota. Like when's the last time you saw a Dakota fight? Like there's just there's absolutely nothing going on, especially locally. And even the big promotions like I have the Tiger have to go, you know, to all ends of the earth to get a show put on. And even then, you know, there's so many different rules that you have. So you either have to go somewhere else right now or you just have to accept that you're not going to fight. Do you know who would be a fantastic person for you to get in contact with, with is Melanie Lubovic. Um, Edmonton? KO Boxing. Uh, they haven't yeah. done a show in God knows how long. But Mel will work her ass off and get you a fucking fight. And if she's not going to get you a fight, she's going to put another one on at some point. Now I bet your bottom dollar your ass is going to be on it. It would be a good idea for, for local shows to put me on because, I mean, there's I'm maybe, like, the only pro boxer in Calgary that's a female that's, like, you know, active. So you might as well, you know, promote your Canadian girl, especially because I do have a bright future and I'm undefeated at the moment, so... I do know that Mel is going to do another show at some point, but uh, I got to shout out her and her family. They just lost Milan, um, who was a fantastic individual. I had the pleasure to go out for dinner with them and talk with him and, and watch him do the, the one thing that he loved the most. And uh, the boxing world and the entire world has lost a fantastic man. So rest in peace, Milan, and uh, my condolences to the family. Yeah. Mine as well. I obviously know that Jelena... Uh, lost a big piece of her life and her boxing life as well. And my condolences as well to the family and all the people who knew Milan. Well, Melanie, when you do another boxing show, I'm going to go way out of my way to get you to put this young lady on your fight card. 
I'm in. <laughs> um, let's talk about. Uh, I seen a post that you you posted the other day. You are trying to get a league of extraordinary females together to help promote and just be like the the rocks and and the shoulders that everybody that all you females need. And it's like when you go into the gym and you see a whole a gaggle of dudes over there and they're fucking speedos and they're chumming it up, right? You don't see the girls doing that anymore. Like you go, a, a female goes into a boxing gym, it's her and a bunch of guys. So I think what you're trying to do to put, I'm calling it the elite, the league of extraordinary females. That's what I'm naming it. And I think it's a fantastic oh. idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited. And I kind of just sat back a while, a while back and said, what can I do and what can I like put my talents forward to? If I don't get to fight right now, uh, what can I do to like help the community or, or shape the community better? Um, and the thing that I always missed coming into the sport um, and that pretty much all other females, especially locally uh, struggle with is, okay, you don't have an SNC coach that really knows how to, to coach you in a sport specific sense, um, making sure that you're actually doing exercises that are for boxing, for MMA, for Muay Thai, um, as well as just not having a community. Like for the longest time, I have not had any female sparring partners. I haven't had any training partners. I haven't had like even friends to talk to that are female fighters. There's no one else in the gym. It's me and a bunch of guys. Um, and at the end of the day, you do need sparring partners that are your size, that are your experience, that are going to emulate exactly who you're going to be across from in the ring. And you need some kind of like camaraderie. You need a community where you can support others and they can support you. Um, and that's kind of what I'm trying to build. I'm trying to support them with their SNC to make them better athletes, give them a sense of community so that you don't feel so fucking alone in such a lonely sport. And, you know, bringing a, a group of individuals together for sparring and giving us the looks that we need instead of always having to either fight someone who's more experienced or someone who's way bigger than you. Mm -hmm. It's, it's eventually just not going to translate. And you know, how do we get better if we don't have the look in front of us? That's exactly what we're going to fight. It's a great idea because you could talk to me or Declan all day long, and but we're not going to understand what the hell's going on with you because we're not female. Females got yeah. all this weird shit that goes on that we don't have a fucking clue about. So exactly. for you to have another another lady that might be on the same level as you and, and you can just bounce ideas off of or just tell what like, what's going on and then she can tell you, it's a great idea. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm hoping that uh, the turnout is good and, and that we can kind of create a pretty sick league um, where we can just all get better. Because right now there's so many like good little athletes around Calgary and Edmonton and, and the surrounding area, but none of us fucking talk. None of us uh, help each other. So it's just like, how does Canada get better uh, in terms of combat sports? If nobody's learning from each other, no one's working together. It's like we all hate each other, you know. Like that shouldn't be the way. <laughs> it's it's very the true. Because <laughs> the guys are different. Like we all we'll all chum around with each other, and then when it comes fight time, I'm going to hate you for 15 minutes, and we're going to bang it out, and it's done. Exactly. So, That's what we need for. Just need uh, a group. Why is it so hard for women to do that? They're, you guys are so catty. <laughs> I know. Even when we spar, like. <laughs> God, the spar some of them spar hard but a lot of the time you know if if it's someone who's green and someone who's uh, quite a bit more advanced 
with males like one of them will go easy on the other to let the other one be successful with females no matter what like experience discrepancy there is or size discrepancy we're gonna fuck each other up <laughs> if it's far or the fight like we have to <laughs> because you know we have to prove ourselves we have to um like express ourselves in the ring where we don't get to express ourselves other places we have to show it so when we get in there we just there is no like love until we get out of the ring and then we're like oh my god how's your day <laughs> like oh my gosh you want to go get your nails done okay that sounds great i'm gonna fuck you up next saturday <laughs> see you then <laughs> what, what's the saying bitches be crazy bitches do be crazy uh, hopefully have you had anybody reach out to you for this thing yet yeah i i okay. have a, a little list growing so i'm excited about that i'd like to get more um competitive athletes because right now I have a quite a few people who are looking to tra transition into actually being competitive and, and fighting, but I want to get into the crowd of people who are already competing, whether it's Muay Thai, MMA or boxing. Um, because I already know that pretty much the majority of the female fighters have no set SNC programming that they follow, or they just don't do that side of training at all. It's just, you know, the sport. Um, and it is like such a key component to, to growing as a fighter as some people like their idea of training should just be like, okay, you should only be doing boxing. Like that's the only training you should be doing. You shouldn't be doing SNC. You don't need to get big, but that's not the case. Like you do need su to support yourself with SNC training. That's going to make you stronger, more powerful, faster. It's such an important component that so many females and a lot of males don't have. So I'm going to start with the females because it's my niche yeah. and then take care of the males. <laughs> I just had a list of, of ladies in your area that popped into my mind. Uh, Jen Weeb would be fantastic for this. She's a great Muay Thai fighter. Um, Stephanie yeah. Ascends, a good boxer, good, good MMA. <laughs> What's that? Won't fight me. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Candy Wyatt would be another one um, who's a fantastic lady. Yeah. Who, who won't fight you? Stephanie? Uh, Stephanie, like the the couple times that we tried to match up, yeah, there was some excuse. I don't know if that was a true excuse, but it's just obviously never happened. So, um, she's a I'm former gonna... she's a former training partner of mine. So I don't know when it was, but uh, I don't. She hasn't fought for a really long time. Yeah, I know she's she's been inactive for five ever. <laughs> yeah. Very, very nice human being, but uh, I'm guessing the lack of saying yes is probably due lack of activity. Yeah. And maybe not yeah. wanting to get a fucking ass kicked. It would be the best choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's very small. So mm -hmm. like, she might be uh, on, a, on a good day five feet tall. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I like to say I'm 5'5", five five, but I'm really 5'4", and even I'm small. Like, if you're five foot... You are small, very small. Yeah, she's tiny. Like, um, if you go like do a deep dive on YouTube, if you type my name in, um, we're doing paper rock scissors. Whoever wins slaps the other one in the face. She's like elbow height. Jeez. Yeah, she's not big. I've so, never really had to punch down at someone. I'm always punching up. It's so. fucking annoying because I've punched her in the face multiple times. It's it's gonna be really annoying for you. You really have to reach down. Yeah. It's gonna be nice. Shoulders give them a little break. She's a tough cookie though, man. She takes a licking. She's 
And she's got some skills. She's a fast little fucker, but size does matter in these fucking things. Yeah, it sure does. Even in terms of weight, if your weight's the same, but you're shorter. The, the way this... that, that you're able to use your reach and footwork, it's a problem for somebody small. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, if they said no, it's probably for a good reason. The usual. <laughs> yeah, the huge. I'm used to it. <laughs> um. So I'm going to sneak in some of my fucking propaganda at this point. YouTube, if you want to cancel me, go ahead right now. Uh, we're in a, a very weird time in the planet where COVID-19 has kind of, for lack of better terms, we're under siege the whole world. Uh, except for fucking Nor like Norway. They said, fuck you, COVID. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. And you know what? They have no cases. Pretty weird, right? How we're we're all taking vaccines up the ass and we're locking down and wearing masks. And Norway's just fucking having EDM parties and popping Molly. They don't give a shit. So why are we over here doing this? Obviously, we're we're being run by a dictator government at this point. Justin Castro is just calling the shots and doing whatever the fuck he wants. The point of this is, if you guys have an opinion on anything, everybody has a platform. It's called Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Get your ass on there. It doesn't matter if one person agrees with it or 10 people or a million people. Make your voice known because every voice matters in this situation. And if you agree with me, great. If you don't, say it anyway. Who cares? Everybody should talk. So get on there. Let your voice be known and, and let everybody know what you're thinking. Anyway, back to the fucking podcast. <laughs> now I feel better. <laughs> um, so, what's the plan then, Miss Bree? Are we just gonna do? We're gonna do the the home business and the the gym and and the fight to be fit and all that nonsense right now. Yeah, we're gonna obviously keep chugging along and and coaching clients. It's my actual job uh, <laughs> because I never get to fight. Um, but yeah, like, obviously I always stay ready. I'm always training two times a day. Um, so whether the call comes, you know, next month, the month after, if it's going to take a couple months, um, we'll be ready at that time. And hopefully it's going to be, you know, a situation where I'm going a side and I'm signed to a, you know, a new promotion that's going to hold me highly. So, um, fingers crossed, but obviously just keep the program and, and make sure that I keep progressing during this time. If you're going B-side, please send me the name of the person that you're going to fight. So you can shit-talk them? I get will. in their head? I have I have won fights for people by shit-talking. I'm glad that's in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, Deuce, please send me who you're fighting. I'll, I'll watch the shit out of them, give you my two cents, and I'll talk shit about them. Hey, Perfect. Guaranteed. Now, do you have sponsors you want to thank today? Yeah, all the the usual guys. Um, my sponsors, Dynamic YYC, they do all of my Cairo massage, all of that. Um, great group, downtown Calgary. Um, they treat me like a queen. Um, Perfect Sports, Perfect Sports Supplements. Um, they're the bomb.com. They have Rose Namayunas now. Um, kudos to Rose Namayunas on her win uh, on Saturday. Um, and then my last one is Everlast Canada. Obviously, they've been dope in making sure that I'm all geared up. And um, obviously, thankfully, I have an entire gym in the basement that's, you know, decked out in equipment. So they've been fucking awesome. So those are my three sponsors. 
thanks to them. Now, do you like those Everlast? What are they? Nineteen fourteen gloves? Is that what they are? The nineteen four. Yeah. yeah. I find that the nineteen tens are probably like they obviously have a couple different versions. They have the training glove, the sparring glove, um, the fight glove, and then they have different colors and and sizes and such. I think the fits best um, with the nineteen tens for me feels more like a pro glove. Some of the other ones, um, just not not really for me. They just don't uh, feel really good either on the pads or on the bag. So um, 1910s for me. But have you had the 1910s on before? I haven't, but I'm thinking about getting a pair. But I, I was going to swing into uh, Back in the day, I had uh, Everlast Protect 3s. Okay. And they were they don't, fucking awesome. Anymore. They were awesome. Are those kind of like the MX or... Um, I'd have to send you a picture of them maybe, but they were the, the best gloves I ever put on my hands and then I couldn't find them ever again. Yeah. I don't think they make those anymore. God damn it. <laughs> they're, I think their new like tip top pair is the MX and they just came out with a new version of the MX as well. Um, those ones are like primo. If I'm to wear any gloves on fight night, um, I like wearing the MX. They feel the best. But in terms of training gloves, nineteen tens. Like when I when I bought them, I think they were three hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, that's that's the top line for for Everlast is somewhere in the two hundred to three hundred dollar range. Fuck, they were sick. I was so mad when they were done. Yeah, hope, hopefully when you put the nineteen tens on, or if you get a pair of MXs, you like get a blast from the past. But it might not happen. <laughs> That'd be awesome, <laughs> wouldn't it? Forty years old blast from the past. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, thank you to all my sponsors. Rampage Coffee, uh, Sovereign Extracts. I didn't talk about them, but uh, CBD. What professional athletes not using CBD right now? Bree Howling, are you using CBD? Nope. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Have you? Is this just? Is this a personal choice or just never been offered? Uh. I've, I've used before okay. I've, I've had, um, some products, but I just like, it never really made it into the rotation. So I just, you know, nutrition, hydration supplements. That's kind of like the beat that I go on, but I mean, who knows if it's going to help, hey, I'd be open to it. <laughs> if there's one supplement you should be taking as a professional athlete that beats the shit out of herself on a daily basis, it's a regiment of CBD. Well, maybe I'll uh, take up your recommendation. Do I need to send you a care package? Send. Done. Um, who else do I got? Oh, uh, that one's inappropriate for ladies. Um, guys, Fleshlight, you guys can go check them out. <laughs> Fleshlight.com, use the promo code Final Shot Podcast. Um, who else we got? Uh, Monkey Knuckle on it all the fuck just go to my link tree and find out all the fucking sponsors all the promo codes are on there with direct links to their websites guys that's the final shot